Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. Hey everyone, Allie here and I'm with Kate. Hey guys. Um, So we're going to talk about sneak eating because I've had quite a few clients come in with this and I had someone recently who was an adolescent and she was continuing to sneak desserts. That was her big thing. So anytime she could get her hands on them at school, at a birthday party, on vacation, she was just going crazy. Um, and so mom came in, was concerned about this, and it's something that I see quite a bit with kids. Um, and we came to find out that no, there was no treats at home, mm-hmm. no, no desserts, nothing around the house, and mom thought she was doing something good with this. Was mom an almond mom? <laughs> um, yes, a little bit. <laughs> if you guys don't know what an almond mom is, we did an episode about that maybe two or three episodes ago. Basically, moms who only keep ingredients in the house, uh, and their idea of a snack is just a handful of almonds, which we know what kind of teenager is going to want a handful of almonds as a snack. They want Pop-Tarts and energy bars and energy drinks (laughs) right and so i mean you know mom was was trying her best but only healthy foods in the house like their treats were homemade ice cream and you know everything to the nine everything's homemade everything's nutritious and so we got to talking about how it's important to just have treats around the house incorporate them with lunch incorporate them after dinner maybe make you know, chocolate chip cookies together or whatever. It's a lot of times when we're just deprived of the situation and our environment of those things that drives us really crazy. Totally. Yeah, so sneak eating, at least in in our definition here, is Mm -hmm. when a child, adolescent, or an adult eats in secrecy. Uh, Usually it's a lot at one time, so it might be binge eating, or it could just be going through the drive-thru and hiding the wrapper of your Big Mac and your soda from your significant other or your parent. So basically eating in secret, it's usually rooted in shame, right? Feeling ashamed for eating something. So it sounds like your client lived in a house where mom didn't let her have any treats. There wasn't any cookies or chips or anything kind of fun, accessible, So the girl was really taking advantage of those things when mom wasn't around. 
Right, exactly. And she was sneaking them, and then when she would get caught, she would feel really guilty about it mm. because she was lying, she was hiding it from her mom, and she didn't want to do that. Um, How old was she? She was 13. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so um, what we came to discuss was having these foods in the environment can actually be really beneficial in showing and teaching kids that it's okay to have these foods, that we don't have to hide them and they're not something to be ashamed of. I think that's so true. And if you had asked me that 10 years ago when I was 18 and obsessed with healthy eating and healthy living, and I, I would have been like, no, why would you ever keep Doritos in your house? Yet I was doing the same thing that your client was doing. I was sneak eating. I thought that I was supposed to eat a certain way uh, because mom ate a certain way and society told me that this was healthy and this was not healthy. Apples are good, chocolate is bad. So I tried to put up a healthy front and then I would go and sneak eat a bunch of stuff in private and it became problematic. So I understand why a lot of people might think, no, I'd, I'd never keep junk in my house. And to that I'd say, I get it. Let's maybe also explore what junk means. It doesn't have to be ultra processed foods that come in a wrapper. It could be homemade chocolate chip cookies made from whole real ingredi- ingredients and love, made with love, of course, right. too. And I think showing kids how cookies are made and how like desserts are made and what goes into them is beneficial too. Oh, that's so true. Understanding how a food is put together. You don't just open up a wrapper and a food's there in nature. It's you mix the flour and you mix the sugar and then you add in the eggs and you beat it at a temperature. Interesting. Yeah, and it makes it and it makes it fun for them too. It's a good way to learn and get their hands involved with everything. And what we came to discuss is having that stuff around creates an environment that's more positive and they don't have that shame around having it. They don't have to hide the cookie from mom because we made the cookies together and you're allowed to have a cookie. We're allowed to enjoy treats. I think that's another really good point is you're allowed to eat them in front of the person that you're hiding it from. And typically when we're allowed to do something, we're not going to abuse that privilege or power. You know, she may have two cookies instead of eight in secret. And it makes me think of when I was growing up, my mom always, we always had that stuff around and I never was the kid, like our house, we always had leftover Halloween candy, leftover like Christmas cookies and stuff because I had been exposed to it. I had made cookies with my mom. My mom had chocolate around and so it wasn't such a... Mm like crazy experience I guess for me to finally have some it was like oh this is just normal if you want to have a treat you can have a treat so I I grew up in this environment where it wasn't you know there weren't any strict rules and so I think that that was now that I look back and I don't know if my mom knew it then but it was it was really beneficial to grow up in that environment and not have those strict rules Um, I think it led me to have, you know, a positive relationship with with food. A positive, like a normal relationship. And I don't mean that like an offensive way for somebody who maybe doesn't identify with Allie's story because my my childhood was totally different than yours. And I would look at my friends. I had a best friend in, in school. Her name was Maddie. She was my best friend and neighbor from middle school, high school, even into college. 
I would go to her house and her family was a snack house. They had Cheez-Its, which I loved Cheez-Its, but we didn't have that at my house or it was like just my dad's. And I would go to her house and drink Diet Coke and eat tons of Cheez-Its. And I remember Maddie made a comment to me once that her mom was frustrated by how many of their <laughs> snacks I was eating. And I felt so bad and guilty oh. about that. But my mom would not buy those foods yeah. because she was worried about her own diet and how she was eating. And, you know, so we just didn't have that fun stuff in the house. And any kind of fun food we had was diety. So we had Weight Watchers individual snack cakes and we had 100 calorie pack Oreos, you know, and weird right. stuff like that that, of course, I would overeat because they weren't satisfying. So I wish that I had grown up in a house like yours and Maddie's because then I wouldn't have felt so out of control around something like Cheez-Its. It would have been just a normal part of eating. Right. And then having those foods around too, you had you had the independence and the mm-hmm. opportunity to decide, do I want that or do I not want it? And I think a lot of people get nervous about that because they're like, well, if you just let kids have Cheez-Its and candy all the time, that's all they're going to eat. Was that the case for you? No, no, not at all. And I think what my what what would be recommended and, and what I recommended to my client and kind of what I experienced is you incorporate them with a meal that's that's balanced, yes. right? So you give them, you know sandwich apple carrots and cheez-its and a small cookie or whatever you pack in their lunch but you give them the options and you show them what a balanced meal is like but also give them some fun stuff so they know it's okay to have those things and those can be incorporated in a healthy diet as well that is such a home run of a tip it's give your adults too this is the same advice we give to our adult clients is if you find yourself overeating and feeling out of control as soon as there's a coffee cake in your house and you're eating it for dinner and you're eating it um, as a meal and you're eating half of it you know in the middle of the day because it's there and you're freaking out start to incorporate that coffee cake with something that's got protein fiber healthy fats and micronutrients you'll find that if you have a big bowl of full fat greek yogurt with blueberries and then you put a little piece of coffee cake on the side you're going to feel fuller faster and more satisfied and you're not going to feel as guilty about the coffee cake because you ate it with something else filling right exactly and that brings me to another point with this client is when she was really hungry she was overindulging and sneaking these sugary things and and we came to realize is she actually was hungry she Mm. had created this fear around overeating or you know going and getting an extra snack at school because she she felt guilty doing those things so then finally when she would get her hands on something you know sugary she would overindulge in it because she was hungry Mm. and so I, you know, we talked about just incorporating snacks that had more protein in them and more fiber so that she didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I have, she was experiencing low blood sugar. I need to go eat a ton of sweet treats or whatever. That's interesting. A lot of people don't know that being hungry is okay, that you're allowed to feel hungry and go eat something. And there are certain foods that are going to help, for lack of a better term, cure your hunger compared to others i think of those chewy granola bars you remember those right. growing up oh my gosh yes. the chocolate chip ones the oatmeal raisin 
full of sugar but your parents tasted so good tasted so good (laughs) and your parents would give them to you as a snack but those don't fill you up so then once you become a teenager you eat like three or four of them and you feel nothing and then you kind of feel weird about it because you're not supposed to eat all these things and it feels like a lot but then if you were to replace that with an rx bar not that those were around when we were growing up but it's got fiber and protein it's got nuts it's got dates really Mm -hmm. satiating ingredients your hunger signals are going to shut off faster. So that's part of something that, you know, we talk about with clients all the time is what foods fill you up and which ones don't. And if you're eating more foods that fill you up, are you able to eat something sugary or hyper palatable, which means a food that's designed to be really good on the palate, like chips. It's a combination of salt and sugar and fat and texture that is very satisfying. It's very addicting. And if we go to those foods before we eat really whole filling foods, we're going to overeat and then feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And then if we're being criticized by somebody, either indirectly or uh, directly, like uh, maybe a spouse who is making comments about your eating habits passive aggressively, and you don't understand that an apple is going to fill you up more than a handful of goldfish, you're going to go eat the goldfish secretly in shame and wonder what's wrong with you. Right. Exactly. It's not knowing what fills you up and that lack of awareness or people are scared to be too hungry or they're scared Mm. to not be hung you know they don't want to be hungry they're just constantly filling themselves up because they're scared of the feeling of hunger like yes that's a huge one. feeling of hunger isn't even normalized anymore yeah that is a huge really deep talk that i found myself getting into lately where people are afraid of hunger. They're afraid to feel hungry because they don't trust themselves mm-hmm. in the moment of feeling hungry. Because in the past, they've, they're sneak eating, they're binge eating, they're snacking. But then they don't let themselves get hungry. So all day long, they're just grazing right. on foods, handful of this, handful of that. But the foods that they're choosing are either imbalanced, right? So they're not eating a combination of protein, fiber, and fat, or they're eating snack foods. So they're eating a large volume of food but nothing that makes them feel full. Right. And they feel like something's wrong with them. And that's like the best moment. I think when you're working with someone, you're like, hey, like there's nothing wrong with you. There's just something wrong with how you're eating. You're gonna find that you trust yourself a lot more around these forbidden foods that you've been sneak eating when you change what you're eating earlier in the day. Right, and you feel more full and then you feel like you're more in control of how much of, mm-hmm. of the treats and the snacky foods you're gonna have because you haven't, you're not starving. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, these things that happen when you're a kid and a teenager. So for anyone who who doesn't know, Allie at Nutrition Awareness, she sees our clients who are 18 and under and then a few adults. I usually don't see 18 and under anymore, but I have had clients in the past who are usually 13 or older. And we can see that when kids have these habits ingrained in them during puberty, when their brain is very neuroplastic, they're developing habits, they're developing a sense of self, trying to see where they fit in the world, um, figuring out what's good and bad. If they don't unlearn unhealthy eating behaviors that they got when they were younger and they take that in adulthood, it starts to show up in other ways. And so when we think about this topic of sneak eating, I think about this client I had and I write about her in my book where she was caught as a child sneak eating peanut butter. And her mom found her and would sniff her breath to see that she was in the pantry eating foods and eating peanut butter. Because her mom didn't want her eating outside of mealtimes. So she would go and sneak things and her mom would would patrol her by sniffing her breath. So then as an adult, and when I saw her, she was in her, I wanna say late 40s, early 50s, had a great marriage, 
husband who loved her. He had zero food complexes. He never cared about weight. He never cared about good and bad foods. He didn't care what she ate because he was also a client of mine. But when he would leave for work at like nine or 10 in the morning, she would go and eat spoonfuls of gelato and secret. And she loved gelato and she felt like she couldn't eat it in front of him because she would think back to as a kid, her mom would be patrolling her and controlling her and making passive aggressive comments about her large appetite and why she needed to keep eating so much. So as an adult, she felt like, oh, I have to hide it in front of my husband. And part of our journey to working together was her practicing being vulnerable and eating in front of her husband. And he he didn't even notice. Like she ate gelato in front of him one morning and he didn't even care. He's, you know, we're supposed to be like, what are you doing eating ice cream in the morning? He couldn't even notice. And so for her, it was realizing, oh, her mom judged her eating habits, but she doesn't live with her mom anymore and she can do what. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She wants. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's really crazy how it it just carries on into adulthood like that. And poor girl, I mean, to b- be policed like that is just, it's traumatized. It's its tra- a traumatic experience that it she's is. carried on to her, to her adulthood. Right, because you think about your parents, like you want to please your parents when you're a kid. Like when you're a little kid, you're like, I want mommy and daddy to think I'm a good girl, or I don't want them to get upset. So you go into a romantic relationship in your adulthood and you might still carry some of that. I know in, you know, therapy talk, you know, we're not therapists, but they might call it a mother wound or a father wound or some kind of insecure attachment. And if you're afraid of being judged by your partner, just like you were afraid of being judged by your parents, that may manifest in secretive eating. I had a client once who, um, she would hide wrappers in her car from her husband. And that was something we had to get over. She would eat fast food in secret. I know that I've done that in the past before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember in college, I had this boyfriend, and I hadn't, I hadn't really had the awareness yet of my own sneak eating. Um, but when he would, like, go downstairs or do something else, I would snack because I didn't want him to think I was snacking too much. And he didn't care. Right. But that's what happens. You, a lot of women carry shame around, why am I eating? Well, and I think, too, uh, with diet culture and everything – a lot of times couples will go on diets together. Yes. And then that leads to sneak eating behind each other's yeah. back. Or if you're doing it with a friend or something, um, you know, that can cause a lot of sneak eating as well. I had a couple come in together, super sweet, but both totally different things going on. And they were sneaking. Really? What is that? 
I was like, okay, now we're getting into a whole other issue here. Um, we did they did... admit it to each other in front of you for the first time? <laughs> they did. That is so funny. It was pretty funny. And again, both doing totally separate things, but they were like sneaking around each other's bag. I love that. Okay, I think they are like a great example of how to be vulnerable and laugh about things yeah. because like whatever we're all human i'm sure there are some men and women who maybe don't feel like they're in a relationship with a partner who they could ever admit that to and laugh about it right i know i had a client who was telling me gosh she's really cool her dad though would uh patrol her and her mom's eating and i mean it was bad her dad was into bodybuilding and it was one of the first things she shared with me when she walked in because i was asking her why she was here and she was saying that she grew up with a dad who was constantly like nitpicking at her and her mom's eating habits judging her making comments whether it was something healthy or not whether she was overeating or not he had something to say and it i was asking her how her mom felt about it and she's like oh my mom she's used to it now she and i can laugh about it like, well, I'm glad you guys can laugh about it together because I can't imagine being married to somebody who criticizes me for what I eat. That would be a really hard way to live and feel comfortable in your own home. Yeah, and, and to carry that on through adulthood too with just all the trauma associated with that is a lot, is a lot to bear. So moral of the story is getting these these healthy habits established at a young age really makes a big difference because this carries on to adulthood and it can take a lot of unraveling to to really understand where these sneak eating habits originated from. Hmm. So what would you tell a parent who is wondering if maybe their child is sneak eating what are something what are some questions your parents parents can ask their kids to get clues to whether their kids are sneak eating or not well i think one of the main things is just getting an understanding of of how they're feeling with Mm. food Mm -hmm. so are you feeling satisfied with your with your meals Uh, is what i'm packing for lunch satisfying you is what we're having for breakfast satisfying you because if they're not satisfied they're seeking for that satisfaction somewhere else. Mm. So that could be from drinks, from food, but something else is going on. Or even asking them maybe, what did you have for lunch today at school? Did they you know, get lunch at school? Did they go to the cafeteria? And just kind of getting a gauge of, of what their habits are like. But that satisfaction is really key mm. because if they're not satisfied, they're looking for it elsewhere. Um, and so that's kind of the big question I would I would ask kids. That reminds me of things I ask adults. If they eat chicken, broccoli, for, and rice for dinner, and then they're going off and sneak eating a bunch of other stuff, it's, yeah, your meal was healthy, and, you know, maybe you had some avocado or olive oil in there for healthy fats, so it was balanced with protein, fiber, and, and carbs, but, but was it satisfying? Did you get what you wanted? Because, yeah, we know we need to eat healthy, and we should eat all of our macros and micros, but we also need to derive some pleasure from what we're eating. So what happens if you mix cheese in that rice? Is that going to make it satisfying and tasty, even if, God forbid, it adds some more calories? Or if you eat a little chocolate square on the side of that dinner as a dessert, right. is that going to help you feel satisfied like it's a whole meal? I think satisfied is a really important piece of healthy eating. Yeah, 
And if they're feeling, yeah, if they're feeling full. So I guess you wouldn't say satisfied to kids, but are you feeling full? Like, yeah. is did it taste good? What what kind of flavors were there? Was there anything that was missing from your lunch, mm-hmm. lunch that maybe you would have wanted? Um, that way you can kind of gauge what their wants are and, and what their needs are as well. Because a lot of times I do find with the kids is that they actually are really hungry. Um, And more aware. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times parents just underestimate how much food adolescents and teens need. They're very active. I mean, at least a lot of the kids in here are playing multiple sports and doing after-school activities, or maybe they're going to after-school care because mom and dad work. And they, a lot of times they're underestimating how much food they need because kids snack. They yeah. don't they don't typically eat one large meal at a time. And so they might need to go to school with three or four snacks yeah. packed. And, and a lot of parents underestimate that because they think they're just kids. They don't They don't need to eat as much, but they're growing and their bodies are changing and they're going through so many changes mentally and physically that demand a lot of nutrient needs. And so they do need, you know, those extra snacks packed. And that might be hard for a woman who is struggling with her own weight and eating habits. I can see a mom or even a dad maybe watching their daughter eating eating a lot, having a lot of snacks, and feeling uneasy about it because it, like, holds a mirror to their own eating habits of, like, oh, my God, like, you know, little Susie's eating so much. She can't stop snacking. Like, this is bad. This is not good. She's not going to be healthy. She's going to gain weight and go through all the same problems that I go through. So mom tries to maybe control things. But what's missing there is that education and understanding that kids need to eat and they have different eating habits. Just like toddlers. Toddlers don't eat meals. They snack. So do adolescents. They're on the go. They're doing things. They're distracted. They don't want to sit down and eat a whole meal all the time. Right. Yeah, especially like you said, the athletes too. Yeah, they need something before and after their their practice. Mm -hmm. And if they're going right from school, I'm, I'm also amazed at how early teenagers have lunch. I know. Like they start school super early and then they have lunch at like 11 o'clock. 10, 30, 11. Yeah. What? It's insane. They need a snack. They need need one bad. (laughs) If they're, especially if they're doing something after school, I mean, regardless, right. We tell people every three to six hours to fuel and for teenagers and kids, it's closer to every three to four hours, even two hours if they're really super active or maybe didn't have time to eat something complete and balanced. So packing snacks and then talking to your kids about how you do feel after you eat certain things, ask questions and help them come to their own conclusions. Cause I think it's very tempting to like teach and tell kids, but you know, this adolescents want autonomy. They want to make their own decisions. They want to feel like independent beings. So okay. asking them, how do you feel from a bag of Cheez-Its? And then, or, or, you know, if you're going to eat something really greasy, like a piece of pizza and go run around with your friends, like how'd that make you feel? Oh, do you think it maybe could be the fact that it was greasy and fatty and that kind of messes your digestion? Okay. What do you think about apple and peanut butter instead? Right. Right. And so asking questions, posing options, saying, would you rather have this or that? Uh, And then asking them how it makes them feel afterward. Yes. Giving them independence. I even encourage parents to grocery shop with their kids and let them pick out things that they want to eat or things that Mm. they want to try. And 
you know, you could, you can encourage the healthy options, right? You can start with like the fruits and veggies, but then you can let them pick something fun. Maybe they want one little thing in their lunch or after school or whatever. You can, you know, encourage them to have those things. I think something that goes a really long way too with them understanding how they feel and like, especially athletes and stuff is they, they always want to improve at soccer or baseball or whatever. So if you can kind of use language around, hey, maybe we need a little bit more protein because that might help you, you know, recover better. Maybe you're not going to be so sore after baseball or things yeah. like that. Kids are very, you know, they want to be the best at sports they and they're very muscle. into it. Yeah, Teenage boys, they want to build muscle. They love it when I say, you can eat more protein. They're like, yes! Yes! yes. yes. Oh my gosh, why do teen boys, they're all asking about creatine and protein powder. It's like, all right, let's do this. But yeah, find out what motivates your kid and leverage it. Uh, you know, there's always going to be boundaries, right? If you have a teenage daughter who's struggling with body image and wanting to be thinner, okay, probably don't want to use that language. But if she's in the gym lifting weights and trying to build muscle tissue, or if she's struggling with academics, she's struggling to stay awake and she's trying to get straight A's this semester, talk about how food's going to help her have better con- concentration, better cognition, better memory, more energy to study or do whatever she needs to do. So leveraging the desires and motivations of your kiddo and translating that to healthy eating without being restrictive. I think that's key too. You know, when you're talking about satisfaction is what can we encourage kids to eat more of that makes them feel a certain way rather than saying, don't eat goldfish, don't eat fruit roll-ups. Do people eat those anymore? (laughs) Right. I don't have to be honest. I'm not sure. Actually, I think there was a TikTok trend I saw where somebody was putting ice cream in a fruit roll-up and then you eat the fruit roll-up. Oh, wow. You know, speaking of talking to adolescents (laughs) and teenagers, have them get on TikTok if you let them use that, right? Um, And find recipes and get them involved. You know, there might be some kind of influencer they like. But I really like how you were saying it's what we could add more of than take things away because that overall will help with any sneak eating going on, right? If you're worried about unhealthy habits, if you're worried about having the stuff in the house, you know, just think what can you add more of to their diet from a healthy standpoint? And then it's okay if they have, you know, Cheez-Its now and then and cookies or whatever. It's it's okay. Think more of if you want them to eat healthy, okay, well, what can we add more of? Not take away, but yeah. we can add more fruits and veggies. We can add more string cheese and proteins and whatever. What about picky eaters? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picky eaters are always, always a gamble for sure. Um With picky eaters, I always say, you know, introduce things. It takes sometimes over 15 times of introducing a food to them for them to try it. And a lot of times, just get them involved in helping you make things. Just like touching the food and helping chop it up or throw it in something is enough exposure at the start. And it's just a really long, a really long process. But continue to expose it to them and continue to model good behaviors. And with good modeling and continued exposure, no pressure, no rules, no forcing, they will eventually start to try things. And it's okay if they have their own taste preferences too. And fruits are are very nutritious. And so it's okay if fruits are their favorite and veggies aren't that's okay yeah yeah i like that you mentioned no pressure because 
Because, again, they're not going to want to eat something if you pressure them to eat it. Letting people, again, make their own decisions. Even if you know it's not what's best for them, keep trying without forcing to journey. I have this one client. She was awesome, and she brought her son in. He was a high school uh, athlete, wanted to gain muscle, but he was very picky. He loved ketchup. He loved everything beige. Like, that was his thing. So we (laughs) kept trying to reintroduce foods, and he would be pretty anti most vegetables, fruit. So we had to find a lot of things that were still nutritious with micronutrients. And one of the things that we found he loved was brown rice, which is random. So the mom was making tons of brown rice. And once he got really used to brown rice, we were able to serve brown rice with other things within it. So he'd be more open to it. So he loved rice, loved brown rice, weirdly enough with ketchup on it. And so then we would also you know, introduce new foods with brown rice that right. were more nutritious. And it kind of, it was like a great way for him to build trust that, hey, maybe you can try new foods and like them. Let's eat them till the cows come home and then serve them with other things too. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. No, and that's exactly what you should do is serve the new foods with foods that they already like. Yeah. Don't serve a new food on its lonesome or with other things that you're not sure that they're going to like. Like, they want to eat chicken tenders all day long. Okay, chicken tenders. And then you add the one new thing and then something else that they like. Yeah. Because if you just do all new things or just things that you're not sure that they're going to like, that's not that's a recipe for disaster right. pretty much. Right. But even with – I had a, an adult come in who was – there's adults that are super picky eaters that are very convenience, convenient processed food, you know, um, individuals and so I always just okay so let's start with the things that you like mm-hmm. and we'll build it from there and we can try new things but I need to know what you do like and then we can sl- slowly start to add new things to the plate because you have to do that with adults too oh yeah you're nicer than me I'm like get over it. <laughs> when like, you hit 21 I'm like you need to start growing up and eating a vegetable it's so crazy though I'm always like in shock I'm like wow I know I know so I know we got on a little tangent here we started talking about sneak eating we got into piggy eating I think they're you know they can be related um if you could give one piece of advice to a parent who's got a teenager a kid who's sneak eating and they don't know what to do they don't know where to start they don't know you know how to talk to their kid what would be one or two pieces of advice that you would you would give mom or dad so the first thing would be if you're noticing that they're sneak eating and let's just say they're sneak eating cookies. Mm-hmm. The, one of the first things I would do is just have a conversation with them and let them know that it is okay to eat cookies. Mm. And it is okay to eat cookies in front of them. They don't have to sneak it and they don't have to feel guilty. Then as a parent, I would incorporate cookies with their lunch or with their dinner or maybe both and expose them to them, show them that you are giving it to them and you know that they're having that and they are allowed and they don't need to sneak it. Um, I would even encourage making the cookies together and showing them what, you know, what goes into it, but really taking that fear and those boundaries away and showing them that it is okay and actually putting it in their lunch for them. Amazing. Um, And then the second thing would be to just have some conversations with them around healthy eating and see what what sorts of things that they like, you know, fruits, vegetables, you know, whole grains, proteins, all that good stuff. 
Um, give them some independence. Maybe you guys want to make their meals together, but then still incorporate those treats. So we're, we're giving them the education about, you know, healthier meals and how to build healthy meals, but then showing them that these healthy meals can also yeah. include the treats. Brilliant. Amazing. So, Allie, you see our kids who are 18 and younger adults too. So if parents are listening to this and they really want to not only educate themselves on how and what to eat, how to fuel themselves, how to fuel their kids, what to serve their kids, whether they're picky eaters or sneak eaters, they can make an appointment appointment with you uh, on our website, nutritionawareness.com. And you do virtual and local to Orlando appointments, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So definitely recommend reaching out. If you've got questions, you can reach out to Allie as well. All of our contact information is on the website and feel free to give us a call and and chat to see if we're a good fit. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.